0: Hey, friends, it's me, Katie Ann, and your host to the Full Confidence Head podcast, where we go on a journey together, tackling the fears of life from family relationships to finance, from careers to community. And I just want to say hello, Minnesota. We have some new listeners there, and I'm just excited you're here. And you guys, we are going on a trip around the world today on our podcast where I have on here someone from Australia. You are going to love her, Megan Robotham. She has been in the fashion industry for a couple years and I have been following her because of her recycled fashion. You're gonna learn a little bit about it, but she's been using recycled material to make fashion as well as doing some high fashion projects. You're gonna love her, her accent, her philosophy, just her interview, so buckle up and let's fly on over to Australia. Okay guys, this is like one of my favorite interviews because I have here with me Megan Bro with them and okay so here's the backstory. We were like best friends. She was one of my best friends in elementary school from like third grade to sixth grade and we've been out of contact for a couple of years. So it has been 18 years since we've like talked to each other so I'm so excited because I've been her fan on social media for like a long time. Anyways, so Megan we are so excited to have you here but I have to ask you, do you still love Vegemite?
1: Oh wow, what a great starter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I've moved around a fair
1: bit since then and you know, I can't actually get it where I am at the moment, but it's always a taste of home, we'll say. That's you, And tell us where home is. I think people already picked up on your accents. <laughs> <laughs> No, So I'm an Aussie, um, but I'm living in Amsterdam at the moment, so. A little little far from home, but you
0: know, that's all right. Nice to change it up. It's so cool. Just here, I am so excited both to like get the insider's view of your journey and for you to share with us. So you guys, Megan has been in the fashion industry. So she graduated from fashion school and just has done incredible things. So tell us a little bit about your education into your career. Like what did that path look like? It was a pretty broad one, I'm not going to lie. I mean, <laughs> I feel like all
1: through school, it was always, you know, a little bit of everything and I never really wanted to like close myself off. So I was, you know, yeah. I did the whole broad scope. So, you know, I was doing like science and math, but also like art and languages and just really wanted to get like, I think as much as everything and trying to see like where I could go with it and sort of not yeah. kind of cut myself short. Um, but then of course, you know, you finish high school and it's like you have to actually decide what you want to
0: do it's like the hard moment you're like moment of truth oh no
1: (laughs) yeah literally and i was stuck between like two totally different things so i was either going to go into like design or i was going to go into occupational therapy oh wow they are never gonna cross ever and i was like okay you know um but I we had to do like a whole sort of like portfolio thing or whatever to get into design and I got in and I was like you know what let's just give it a go and like if I don't like it after you know a year or two then change to occupational therapy and then basically like I started and got super sucked in and yeah I love it so, that's so about cool. that
0: one. where did you go to fashion school
1: yeah so I studied it's sort of a bit roundabout but I did yeah. my like main degree back home in Brisbane um, okay. at a university just big um like nothing overly special but just I was like QUT um if you know anyone hears of it and yeah. and I sort of did like two years there and then I applied for exchange so actually whilst <laughs> you were in Portugal I was in Amsterdam
0: oh my gosh um, no way yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Each other exactly. out of our countries that's crazy yeah. so i yeah i moved to Amsterdam uh back in 2018 i guess it was yeah. for eight months um on exchange here and then sort of went back home kept doing my degree um and then i did uh, like a second degree as well in marketing at the same time so then i got actually pretty lucky oh, cool. and got to go to canada as well for exchange so my like degree was it was like australia based was sort of all over the place but super nice like you really get to I think like meet so many different people and you learn from so many different like teachers and lecturers from like different backgrounds and you know it just gives you like a really good overview I think of everything and it's really nice to be able to kind of get that broad scope rather than just sort of learning from one perspective
0: which I think was like pretty important and I was like kind of nice. I think you are so wise to do that because you both you like early on developed such a breadth before narrowing in on one thing. So you came in. I also think any subject really affects the other, even though occupational therapy will never intersect with, yeah. with fashion. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like the science that you had to... Because I'm sure you've had to come up with like math or like doing math to figure out how much fabric you need. You know, there's these things and with different perspectives and different views, because I've realized over time, there's not one way to do marketing or there's not one way to do fashion. So your breadth of experience, I think just you were already so smart beforehand. Oh my gosh, you've been smart (laughs) since elementary school. I'm like, oh, you're just brilliant. (laughs) But this has just like made you so much more unique even in your industry with that so that's just so cool That's so, nice, I'm like, oh, you. nice. <laughs> oh Megan i like, like your okay I don't know if you remember but we made these back in elementary school. I feel like this was the start of your <laughs> fashion career. They were out of old I like, so like, You still have that. That's so cute. <laughs> it's my we made it for my mom and she still carries it in her purse. I somehow. love that. That is adorable. So, I mean, this is the start of your fashion career. Amazing. I love, help participate <laughs> in it. I feel so cool. <laughs> love it. Okay, love it. so fashion. This is Key, you were also, let's let's be real. In elementary school, you were already fashion forward. Like you were already thinking about recycling and fashion, right Mm -hmm. here, like proof. But that was already something I feel like you were so naturally good at like science and math, but also fashion was just something I feel like that came to you. So to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes sense. Like, of course, Megan did that, you know. So Fashion, like, how is it getting into the professional fashion world?
1: Oh, yeah. It's hard. I'm not going to lie to you. And I feel like coming from Australia as well, it's, it kind of has, like, pros and cons because you have this automatic, like, difference, I guess. Everyone's like, oh, you know, it's a fuzzy. Like, you stand out in that way, which is great. But you're also, like, trying to get into, like, the European fashion is so hard. And, like, Australian fashion doesn't really, I mean... particularly going in the direction that I wanted to go into basically and I was kind of like I really wanted to be a part of like a haute couture like a high fashion in a way that I really had to like think and work and was able to do I don't know quite like avant-garde kind of things um with with like climate in Australia and everything like that you do really get stuck to you know shorts and t-shirts in a sense I mean some designers are doing some really cool stuff in Australia but yeah I don't know in my head I was always kind of set on Europe and so I think when I was like okay I just need to somehow break into there, get an internship somewhere, sort of try and um, right. make my way in. And I think that was a real, not like headstrong thing. I think my parents would have been a bit like, "What are you doing?" But <laughs> yes. when oh, I left scary. for exchange, yeah, yeah, when I left for exchange to go to Canada, I was like, "Okay, you know, I'm not coming back." I was like, "Once I finish this exchange, like, I'm, I will find myself a job, and it's going to happen." Yeah. Um, and I. really did just get super lucky like I mean I applied for everywhere but I um yeah basically winded up getting an internship where I am now um Mm -hmm. and then off the back of it got hired so it was oh my gosh it was like one of those things you know that like doesn't happen and it was just such a like you know grace of luck kind of thing and then now that I'm here it's like super nice like you really like pushed and appreciated and you know get to really like test out a lot of things as well because I didn't want to get sort of put in a corner and be like okay you know you're here to solely cut fabric it's like no no you actually have to really process it um yeah. which is nice and it's like you actually get to like use your brain which is really good <laughs> we <laughs> love that <laughs> you know We're down yeah there. oh yeah for sure but yeah I mean I think it was I think I always knew where I wanted to go and I really knew that I wanted to get to Europe. Um, and so I think it was, yeah, probably a bit of like a headstrong thing where I was like, well, it's either this or nothing and then just kind of made it happen, I guess. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's cool. Every now and then I'm like, how did this even like occur? But at the same time, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm just going to make the most of it. Like, yeah, live it through. But it's been, it's been good so far. I feel like I've been dealt some really good cards. So I'm just trying to, you know, keep them going. I think that's just
0: amazing. And I, I also, you said like luck in your story. Someone told me lately that luck is preparation plus opportunity. And that's what equals luck. So I think of that cause sometimes opportunities, we are just lucky, you know, like that just came across us. Mm-hmm. but also the luck comes when you are prepared. And I just think of you, cause you were very headstrong in getting your preparation. You're like, I am going, I'm getting a broad education. I'm going out. I'm going to do this. So I think part of that luck, you know, sometimes it is like, wow, that opportunity just fell into my lap, but you wouldn't be able to accept it if you weren't prepared, you know, and also like your determination, I think is a huge aspect of that. Like you had this vision in your mind. You're like, I'm going on exchange and I'm not coming back. Like that's a big deal. (laughs) you know. I think it was, yeah, it was a bit of a
1: I don't know if I was like going through something or what was happening, but I was like, yeah, you know, this is it. Like I'm not coming back. And uh, to be honest, like COVID actually happened like in the middle of it. So I did oh actually have to come home. Um, and it was a big, like, I don't know, mentally I was like, okay, it's fine. You can still go. Like it's not the end of the world, you know, like these little right. things kind of happen and you know, you have these setbacks, but at the end of the day, I was like, no, that's like what I want to do. And then you just, you know, I guess in that instance, I had to wait, months to be allowed back out of the country because once you're in Australia during COVID you cannot leave so it was a real kind of like you know I've gotta go but I just gotta sit tight and wait for it to be there and yeah I mean in the long run it all worked out so I'm like can't complain
0: sorry I love that I just think that's so cool because like sometimes because I just look at your story and I'm like wow you know, just, but like, there was bumps, you got stuck in, oh, the- yeah, yeah. Sure. you know, there <laughs> was like, so <laughs> <sailing>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: <laughs> no, I feel like you grow from those things, though, you know, like, you learn a lot yeah. about yourself and them, so, oh, yeah,
0: because I look it's at my fun. life, I'm like, oh, that, oh, that's, I feel like my life is just one big bump, but it's made me better, exactly, you know? right, yeah. and I'm like, as long as you learn from it, that's all that matters, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, so yeah, I just wanted to pause and give a moment to our sponsors. Now, you guys, (laughs) I'm afraid of three things. And that's snakes, haunted houses, and going over my budget. And Utah Money Moms has helped me calm my fear of going over my budget through their free webinars and downloadable materials. Last December, they actually had a webinar for panic procrastinators, and it helped me stay in the budget and keep calm while I was getting all the gifts that I needed during the holiday season. They actually helped 86% of their followers create a financial goal. So head on over to utahmoneymoms.com or Utah Money Moms on Instagram to get your free financial confidence boost. I think that's also your perspective because not everyone can learn from the bumps in their life, but Hmm. you take that into stride and you're like, okay, well, this is the situation and so what, rather than judging the situation, you're just like accepting of the situation and saying, so what can I, like, how can I make this the best opportunity with what I'm given?
1: Yeah, no, that's totally fair. I think there's like so many ways to see these things and it's like, you know, a lot of it's like you take what you give kind of a thing. mm -hmm was it you give what you give, you give I don't, I don't know, know something like that that, that one saying that like, yeah, I'm like, like, nothing like one cent, <laughs> it but makes but, like, sense it to me too but yeah <laughs> right and yeah. I'm kind of like yeah you know I could sit here and be really sad about it or I could use those for example three months to figure out what I want to do and like you know use that time to like reevaluate my skills and those kind of things so it's you know Yeah, to and fro as to like how you want to do it, but I definitely think I've like learned to kind of overcome obstacles, like just from traveling and being around, or like I don't know, a lot of like I travel by myself a lot, and it's yeah, you know, your hostel is booked for that night, and you're like, okay, great, what do I do? Or you know, your bus doesn't rock up, or your train doesn't come, and it's like, okay, they're like baby steps, where it's like, well, you just have to figure out how to kind of jump it, and I think. Initially, it was like a big thing for me because it's like, oh, okay, yeah. you know what I'm gonna do? Like, end of the world. Okay. And it's like, okay, well, oh, actually, you know, there's gonna be another train in an hour. Okay, not the end of the world or like things like that. And I mean, yeah, they're like small things, but I do feel like you get a lot from it. And it's just like, you just learn how to be calm and chill and just take what comes. And yeah,
0: it was yeah. a slow process. I think that's amazing. There's so many of us, I feel like sometimes with the internet now, we Mm -hmm. don't allow ourselves to have panic moments and like work through them. And I think that's part of why you have blossomed so much is because you were like, okay, I'm going to travel on my own. And you were kind of forced into a situation where you can't just Mm -hmm. like call your parents and be like, well, where's the next hotel? They don't know. They're not in the country. (laughs) You know, like you've put yourself (laughs) in this situation. Whereas now kind of with kids growing up with phones and whatnot, we're so used Mm -hmm. to just like picking up the phone and looking on find my friends. Oh you know it's just so we don't take as many risks to try to challenge ourselves to have things go wrong and fix them you know yeah and I feel like you know like
1: the whole internet thing brings like so many other challenges but it's just like those basic things you know where you learn yourself and learn from like you know what you do and how you behave it's like kind of nice to put them down every now
0: and then be like okay (laughs) how does this really work yeah no 100% I think that's so valuable it's like the thing of Yeah, Google can teach you a lot. YouTube can teach you a lot. But I've just seen in your life, like you have literally sought out in person across the world experiences that have just like made you better, you know? Thanks. (laughs) That's true. I just like hope that, I hope podcast listeners today And it doesn't have to be across the world. It could be across your street. Like just having a moment to put down your phone, like walk across the street and like pick up a kind cone, look at it. You know, just having experiences or go to a new restaurant. I don't know. Just like trying new things rather than sticking to our phones and to our basic habits is I think that's part of your success story. But I also think you've just been you do so well with what you've been dealt with, like the cards of life you've been dealt with. And I see that in your fashion. I'm transitioning to fashion specifically. <laughs> I am so fascinated with your recycled like material clothes. And <laughs> it's just like, okay, you guys. So Megan started posting, was this in Canada when you were in school where you were doing that recycled? Fashion? I had like just done my final year. So okay. that
1: was my grad collection was when okay. I was in Canada.
0: Yeah. So I started seeing her grad collection being posted. And I was like totally enamored and obsessed because I I love, like we did these little recycled things, like these little wallets in school, but I've always loved recycled material because it's part of still being able to have high quality of life while sustaining the environment. So I just thought it was so cool. And your designs, I was like, no (laughs) way. She made that out of what? Like this is high fashion stuff. I'm like- that cannot be bottles. I'm like, what the heck? Like, you just said, what I mean. So tell me, like, where did this idea of recycled materials and fashion kind of come into play? How did that happen?
1: Well, it was basically, so like my um, degree was four years and then the last year is like your honors year. So you do like your thesis and then off the back of it, you have to like create a collection. So when I like started the year, I kind of was like, you know, sort of throwing around ideas of what I kind of wanted to do. And I was like really, really stuck, and I couldn't really, you know, figure out what I wanted to spend this year on. And I was, you're always told, you know, like your grad collection, like that's what you know takes you places and this and this and there's all this stress like associated to it. And I was like, ah, um, and this is going to sound super lame, but I actually had a dream about the water bottle pants.
0: Oh, that is not lame. i like, that's
1: the <laughs> cool story. I'm like, you had to do this. <laughs> And anyway, then I woke up and I went in and I told my lecture and I was like, hey, you know, like I want to do this. And he was like, okay, you know, like you've got to actually build a thesis around this. You know, it has to yeah. be something. And I was like, yeah, okay, like what I want to do. And so I actually I ended up looking into like um people's relationship to waste and I guess like our desire for like more and constants and just sort of like what our perception of it was and why we can't you know at that point at least like why people always associated waste with rubbish and you know this end of life thing it was like you could never it was rubbish so why would it you know be recycled um and it was super interesting and I interviewed like a whole bunch of people and sort of trying to figure out like where this came from and why it was like this and you know where it even started basically and um i mean it was it was really cool like it was a lot of stuff to learn from it and it was really interesting to get like different people's perspectives especially from like different backgrounds and a lot of it i found i guess like in a very you know simple yeah <laughs> or, like this is cliff notes version of your thesis yeah. <laughs> now i want to go and read it <laughs> yeah. um yeah and i guess like a short Form, it was basically like we've been taught that we can have everything you know brand new constant straight away and it was sort of people never associated like new and that like you know when you first put on like a new shirt that you've just bought and you're just like you know I feel great oh yeah that's right? like the best feeling you're like I can yep. take on anything right now <laughs> exactly yeah. and it was sort of trying to um there's like that feeling and then there's the associated and like you know you look at waste and it's like okay rubbish gross right and sort of trying to understand what like you know what made us feel so great about a new product and why we couldn't really get that from rubbish and so what I wanted to do was kind of try and link those two things together and be like well hey you know what you see as rubbish doesn't necessarily have to be rubbish um which is sort of where I came up I did like a tea bag dress and the water bottle pants and it was sort of allowing people to see that you know it is rubbish but when you look at it in a different perspective you know it can become something totally different um so kind of what did I say it was sort of like you know seeing the beauty in pre-existing things like it was just if you kind of turn off what you think of it as and sort of see it as you know a material in itself rather than like a byproduct, um which made it super fun like to honestly i sort of set a challenge where I was like, you know, I'm not gonna buy anything like new. So everything in it is recycled from some somewhere, um, down to like the thread. So we had like um yeah oh my gosh, like your thread? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally everything. So I didn't buy like anything. I mean I obviously I bought stuff but nothing was right. new. So it was all sort of like secondhand stores or people getting rid of things or you know oh my all gosh. that kind of
0: stuff. So how did you get the thread?
1: Yeah, there was actually like a um, like a haberdashery store, and what they do was when um, sort of like old oh, people's homes were closing down, or yeah. like um, old like fabric shops that they were closing down, things like that, it was sort of like their excess waste that they didn't really want to throw away, but uh-huh. they had no use for anymore, so uh-huh. it was sort of, um, yeah, they basically went around to all these collectives or places yeah. and brought everything back that they thought might have use, So it was, it was actually really cool. Like it basically just went to these shops and you pick up anything and it's, you know, you are stood there looking at, I don't know. I had like pink foam boards, which they use. um, (laughs) They don't actually use the foam but they have all these little circles taken out yeah. of them and they use the circles for mattress stuffing but all yeah because that was
0: like your dress
1: yeah, that like a one was that it. it
0: was so cool <laughs> um
1: so it was yeah you know there was things yeah. that were perfectly easy perfectly able to use but you right. just sort of have to like turn off your brain and think of it somewhere other way because yeah. so often I'd come home and I'd be like oh yeah I got all these um oh what did I get I got a whole bunch of like free safety pins from this office that was shutting down. Yeah. home and I was so excited. I was like, Dad, I will put all this free stuff. And he was like, What are you going to do with <laughs> that? <laughs> I was like, Well, let me tell you. Um, and I mean, they're now actually the things that hold all the pants together. Right. So I'm like, I, like, i in here. my head
0: seeing your all of your images. I'm like, Yeah, yeah. you're right. Like, it, oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, and like I did like a tea bag dress, and sort of yeah. everybody within my class. I was like, hey, you know, when you sort of after you have your tea or whatever, can you just save the little labels at the top? So I actually like <laughs> collected them from everybody in class and then made this whole dress out of it, which was oh super cool. Oh my gosh! Because, yeah, and I mean, everyone has like a connection to it, and I think that was like the most important thing. Is so much stuff now is you know upcycled or recycled, but you mm. don't know. And I think because of that, people can't really connect with it, and you don't sort of have that same like association, or you don't sort of put that connection to it. Um, right. And yeah, because I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff going on, but if you don't necessarily know about it, then you, it's hard to connect with it. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I think a lot of like activewear places right now are making um, leggings and stuff out of um, water bottle waste. And oh, yeah, exactly, and it's super cool, and it's actually, I mean, maybe. Oh. I don't know maybe not in the US but in Australia yeah. it's I'd say at least 50% of like active wear places are have at least thought about it or like are using it like it's really becoming quite common um cool. and it's you know it's things like that where if you don't know about it you don't necessarily look for it and so I kind of wanted I guess my collection in a way to be something that like you physically look at and you can resonate with and be like yeah. okay great oh water bottles oh okay you know I drink that oh I could think about how I use my rubbish or yeah um what else we have there's like the fishing net dress and it's like okay you know those random things that you see and whilst I know when I got it it was super disgusting (laughs) um but like you know when you wash it all out and everything it actually like took on like a totally different form and then it became like a beautiful material to be able to drape with Mm -hmm. and it was yeah it was really quite nice to kind of give the materials like a new life and kind of see them as like a raw product rather than you know somebody else's waste um but it was really yeah it was really fun and it was sort of you had so many challenges that weren't necessarily like normal challenges or things that you would sort of had to deal with before um and that definitely helped me so much for my job now because we use a lot of really like abstract or different materials and it's like okay how do I sew with this and everyone's like well you can't sew that and it's like well you can you just have to think about it a little harder (laughs) it was really good just as like a you know almost like a mind trick like it was like okay take it back to what it could be and then Mm. sort of re-envisage it but yeah it was a cool project I would definitely go back to it
0: I think like just your project alone, having watched it, like develop on Instagram, when you were doing your senior showcase and whatnot, it challenged me to think differently because totally what your goal is happened for me. Cause I was looking at things. I was like, oh my gosh, those are water bottles. And then I started thinking things I could reuse in my life. I'm like, wait, if she can make pants out of water bottles, you know, and that just also made me think, okay, instead of putting it in the trash, who could I give it to, who, or just like that idea, I think it just says a lot about you and your vision, that you have this wide vision of life, like sometimes we get so in the pattern of life that we use a pillow for this, a water bottle for this, you know, that we aren't thinking in this big creative idea, but you just like challenged what, you like challenged what reality was, saying okay, this object can be used for something else, and also this beautiful idea of recycling, like we don't we are kind of in this instant gratification stage of life and you just said like hey you can have something totally novel something high fashion like high quality but let's use something you've already had and that also i i bought and you were talking i'm like oh my gosh that's kind of like people too because sometimes either you get sick of yourself and like your hobbies or you know relationships can kind of seem dull but maybe it's just these little washing up and a little different perspective and yeah. it can be something beautiful again, you know?
1: Okay, I'm actually like so glad because I feel like, you know, there's so many times you do these things and you're like, yeah. in my head, I can really see it working. And like, you <laughs> yeah. know, you talk to people around you and they're like, yeah, 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 sure, sure. And I'm like, okay. But no, that's like, yeah. that's sort of what I wanted it to do. You know, it's like yeah, to actually look at it and just sort of reevaluate or at least just to have yeah. it kind of in the back of your head being like, okay you know oh yeah remember when we saw this thing oh okay maybe it's like this oh okay maybe I
0: can rethink about this no totally halfway across the world my mom and I were like so obsessed with it we're like oh my gosh have you seen Megan's collection and we're like oh my gosh like she used what like anyway so it sparked conversations here in the U.S. so I I think that means like successful senior collection like so congratulations for that but as we kind of wrap up our conversation I want to ask you what we've always asked everyone on the podcast and that is what is one piece of advice that you give yourself to boost your confidence and I'm curious about this because I've always seen you as like a determined head forward i stuff like oh my gosh (laughs) Megan has always had all the confidence so I'm just curious of what you're gonna say here oh I don't
1: I feel like there's like so much around this and I'm like okay (laughs) where am I gonna go here like
0: you can go in um, like three, three areas. We, we love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
1: if it's necessarily like a confidence booster thing, but I think if there was anything that I wish I'd have learned earlier, yeah. it's that literally ask, because like the, the worst thing that you can get told is no. And so many times, you know, I've sat there and been like, oh, no, I can't ask that. Oh, I don't want to do that. And it's like, yeah. actually, people are more than happy to talk to you and people are more than happy to have a conversation. And literally the worst thing they can say is like, I don't have time or I don't want to do that. And then it's like, okay, you know, fine. You thought about it. And I think that was something like as a kid, I was already like really worried about it. And I didn't really, you know, want to like step on toes or whatever. And then it's like, my dad's always kind of told me about it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, But I think I've like gained so much confidence from it because um, you, you learn so much from it. Like, you know, what people give back to you, like as soon as you're open to a conversation and it's, Yeah. That would be it. It's like don't be that. scared of the word no, and to you know take the opportunities when they're there. Because
0: literally, the worst thing that can happen is they say no, and it's like sure about that. Mm. You know that's so true because I think so so many times like we have this fear of rejection, but yeah. really like if they say no, no one dies. It's like, what am I like, do? I, like you're just at the same place that you were before. You know you, have, you haven't like, lost any
1: ground. You're still yeah. like right there. It's as close
0: as one door, yeah. and you have another one. Yeah. yeah. But you still like but they could say yes. So I actually really love that advice. I think that's a huge confidence booster just saying like, you know what, just ask, like just straight up ask. Yeah. I am so I love that. So Megan, where can people find you and your fashion stuff? Like where can they go to see your stuff? <laughs> where can they get more of you? oh well all my fashion stuff I mean it's
1: just on Instagram it's the normal everybody's there now (laughs) um but no it's just megan.robatham underscore designs and yeah basically I've got all my stuff on there and it's just sort of I guess like a platform to just kind of show like what I'm doing and where people are at and it's like a really nice little community of people um kind of coming together which is really nice um but yeah that's my main one but perfect
0: that's it right Yeah. yeah We'll send people your way. I'm obsessed with your little community. I feel like I'm a little part of it. I just like I love it. I'm like so obsessed. <laughs> thank you for coming on the show, Megan. We are so just having me. enthralled by your journey. So thank you. Next week on the Full Confidence Ahead podcast. I, I mean, I, I knew that I was like running fast for a pregnant woman. I just didn't know that it would resonate with so many people that that was like something. Yeah, that was impressive, I guess. <laughs> I think a lot of times the feeling of fear comes from a lack of control in our lives. And our sponsor, PowerPay, is offering a money master course that's normally $40 for free to all Full Confidence Ahead podcast listeners, so you can take control of your finances this year. The course is video-based and gives you real-life money smarts. So to claim your course, go to extensioncourses.usu.edu slash pal, which is K-A-T-I-E-A-N-N-P-O-W-E-L-L, and it'll automatically add the money master course course to your cart and you just click checkout and you'll get it for free you can also access your course by going to extensioncourses.usu.edu and finding the money master course under the finance category then using the code Katie Ann k-a-t-i-e-a-n-n with no spaces to claim your $40 discount and free course at checkout so let's master our money together